Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox. That's Ben Olson. Together we're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. This is coming to us from uh, producer Eric, forwarded it in uh, a bunch of links. Check out the law school data admissions graphs for these schools. And the four, the five schools that Eric linked to us are WashU in St. Louis, ASU, uh, UC, that's Arizona, UCLA, University of Florida, Levin, and uh, Vanderbilt. Have you seen these before, Ben? No, I've never seen these. These are sharp. <laughs> this is They're, they are very interesting. Yeah. I have been looking forward to recording this episode because I wanted to talk to you about this stuff. I, I want to clarify my word sharp here. I guess when I'm, I'm surprised by how, like how much there is a cutoff. That's exactly why Eric sent these links. So we're looking at, um, I mean, law school data is at lsd.law. Okay. And this is just looking at the school report. I guess they have these school reports for every school. But looking at the school report for Wash U in St. Louis, which is a school right outside the top 14, and they just keep inching ever closer by giving full ride scholarships to, you know, people that are going to increase their rankings. Yeah. The first chart on the left here is LSAT versus GPA. Mm hmm. So it's a whole bunch of data points. It's all self-reported data from last cycle. Yep. 1,304 applicants. So is that 1,304 applicants total? Well, I'm seeing, I'm looking at their 2021 509. Yep. They had almost 6,000 applications. So that number must be only reported. That's also self-reported from law school data. Okay. It looks like they're getting close. They've got like one out of five of all the people who who applied to Wash U. Yep. I mean, it is a different cycle. But still, roughly, it looks like they've got self-reported data from about one out of five, one out of five applicants. Okay, good sample. That's a pretty good sample. Yep. The thing that you're saying is sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Their median, WashU and St. Louis, their median LSAT last year was a 170. Okay. Yep. And their 75th percentile was only a 171. You can already tell kind of, you know, you could predict what this chart's going to look like. But what, what happens here is it's green if you got accepted and it's yellow if you got waitlisted and it's red if you got rejected. Yep. And if you hover over the different colors, <laughs> look at what the rejects look like, Ben. Yeah. What do you, what do you, <laughs> well, there's a smattering of red dots on the bottom of the chart. Those are people who have, uh, GPAs below 2.5. Yeah. They're just like getting rejected because their GPA sucks. Yeah. But the, the thing that I, I find very striking is that the the red it just like stops right at their 50th percentile right at their 50th right or right under their 50th percentile and the yellows are super heavily heavy, super heavily weighted at or below their median i mean there's this big stripe of yellows right on 
you know, people getting waitlisted with a 171 and a 3.68 GPA. It's like, well, your GPA is not good enough that you're getting in just on GPA. Your LSAT's not good enough that you're getting in just on LSAT and you're getting waitlisted. And then when you look at the greens, <laughs> look at how look at that line of greens that's going down right at 172. Yeah, it, it, you have that 172, your GPA can drop all the way down. But the same is true even uh, for your GPA. If you have the, yeah. what, above a four, no, three, eight or something like that, right? Yeah. So then you can have a pretty low LSAT score. It's like, <laughs> and it just tracks. And I don't see any reds once you have above either one of those numbers. Either exactly. One. You don't have to have above both. You just have to have above well, one. Nope. Vicarious cat person managed to get denied with Vicarious. a 177 and a 2.4. Yes, that's true. There is a, you're right, below 2.5. So you drop low enough and it's like, okay, we're done. But still, the, fundamentally, there's this, that's so strange. It's just well, like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they denied one person out of however many thousand. I mean, well, I guess there's 1,304 people who self-reported here. 312 of those were denials, but there's exactly one of them that is a denial above their 50th percentile LSAT. And are there any GPA denials above their 50th percentile GPA? I don't see any. There's one that's right on it. Doubtful Camel managed to get denied with a 161 and a 3.98. But... <laughs> I, Doubtful I, I, I can't describe how stark these lines are. Yeah. And, and it's just like, and so what Eric wrote, he wrote holistic admissions process question mark. And, yeah. you know, he's, he's just, he's, he's joking um, or he's a, uh, he's poking fun of course, because I don't see how you could reach any other conclusion from looking at these charts. <laughs> They're making their decisions based on LSAT and GPA. Yep. Those numbers are deciding which side of the line you're on. There's a line. It's, you know, a lot of times these scatter graphs, right? You have this mix and it's kind of hard. You can see the line. If you step back, you don't have to step back here at all. You step over the cliff and boom, you're off the emissions. <laughs> you can, uh, oh, I, you can click to hide. Okay. It's awesome. When you click to hide all of the acceptances. Yeah. It's just like everybody above their 50th percentile LSAT and everybody above their 50th percentile GPA are immediately oh, gone from the yeah, chart. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's yeah. just like they're admit you're admitted at this school. If you're, if you've got the numbers. Yep. I mean, very rare, very rare outliers. So, so this is interesting. If you hide, uh, if you show just the rejected, right? Like you're saying, as soon as you get above those numbers, you're being accepted, right? <laughs> yeah, they're rejected are just in this. And it's like, if you're close on both, you're fucked. Like, sorry, Flatfoot, 169, 3.87. Yeah. It's just, you're you're below our median on both numbers, even though... And that's exactly where, like, if it really was a holistic admissions process, they would look at that person and they'd go, you've clearly got the horsepower. You you should be in at our school. Like, come on. 
that's not that good of a school where, a, where okay, Lively Awesome Links got denied yep. with a 170 and a 3.91. Which means that the person has the horsepower and the work ethic. It's you got the GPA, you got the yeah. LSAT score. But sorry, 169 is one point below our 50th percentile and 3.91 is 0.02 below our 50th percentile UGPA. And so you're getting denied because you're going to make our medians look worse. You're going to make our ranking go down. And so we don't give one fuck holistically. We're denying you because you're going to make our rankings look bad. Yeah, I mean, you see Puck 912. Puck 912 is over on the LSAT, but still got rejected. That could be someone who said something very stupid in their personal statement. But it's one one maybe two yeah doubtful camels the other but here here's what i find interesting you basically can't get in if you're below these numbers but if you are above you're gonna get in and there are some people who are below the numbers and they're still getting in i wonder how that's being decided so they will admit people who are below very few. Very few. I, I mean, agree. But the, still, the chart. It's, so, it's so different. Like the chart right? looks like this. I mean, it's like all the greens are just north or east of that of the medians. Yep. Right. And then if you yeah, if you only look at the green folks, <laughs> then, yeah, you can see a few people who got in with that. You know, you can be lower on both like this yep. action take two. LSAT 161, GPA 3.35, but good, you know, um, congratulations because that's you and maybe 10 other people yeah. out of 1300 people yeah, who got in with numbers below their medians. Yeah. And the vast majority of these 222 acceptances, I mean, it's literally 200, it's 210 out of 222 that are at or above uh, on LSAT and or GPA. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just like, it's pretty clear. If you're below on both, you are a long shot. But what also is clear is if you're above on one, you have a good shot. You just yeah. have to be above on one. That's kind of interesting. Although there is this a greater bias towards being above on the LSAT. You can see that there's more green yeah. above the LSAT line than above the GPA line. Oh yeah. This tells you a lot. These scatter plots tell you a lot. You, you, yeah. If you, they, right. They prefer high LSAT, low GPA splitters to, to high GPA, low LSAT splitters. Yeah. But splitters have a chance. That's what this chart is saying. Splitters have a chance. Also, if you want to go to that school and especially if you want the scholarship, the best way, the the front door is get in with your numbers um, yep. on one or the other. But um, yeah, and preferably both. Right. I mean, do they ever deny anybody who's over on both? Looks like no. So no, now I'm looking at AS, Let's look at ASU because <laughs> ASU is a little bit of a different story. Okay. Similar, similar, still some big lines here, but I see more rejections above the lines. I wonder why that is. I mean, still small, <laughs> still small, but there are more. It's, it's a little. Again, we got like 1100 data points on this chart. Of those, only 244 of them were rejected. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of the rejections 
again, I mean, the rejections are concentrated under the medians for both. Yep. Yeah, they do have more rejections. ASU is rejecting more specifically. It looks like they're rejecting the high LSAT, but they're also admitting lots of high LSAT, low GPA people, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's just there's a few more data points here that are, um, you know, it it indicates that they're not just auto admitting people who are above their LSAT median, but <laughs> there's still that like hard green line on the chart right at, you know, it's 167, right? Oh, I don't yeah. even know their median right now, <laughs> but I would be willing to bet that it's between that. It's like right around 167, 168. Yep. Cause they're denying a whole bunch of 166s and then they're admitting a whole bunch of 167s. Yep. So here's, okay, practically speaking, what this means is if you're above the 50th percentile for LSAT and you're above the 25th percentile for GPA, you're in. That's what this chart says to me. Am I reading that wrong? You got to get above the 50th percentile for LSAT and above the 25th percentile for GPA. That's great news for a lot of people if that's true because your LSAT score is still within your control. I mean, they, they also are admitting lots of people who are below their 25th percentile for GPA. Oh, absolutely. But I'm just saying that's, that's where the massive green is, right? But you're right. <laughs> There's a people who are a lot lower in their GPA. I mean, 2. that 5. line goes straight down that like there's plenty of people down there with 167, 2.5. You're in. And, and we see deer, deer, user deer is 167, 2.1. In. In. Yeah. You're going to lower our GPA median, but you're going to raise our LSAT median. And we've decided that's good enough. And mm. you're in. But we don't see that as much with the uh, above the GPA. If you're above the GPA but your LSAT isn't there, we're not seeing a, a, as much of a, that may just be the nature of the range of LSAT scores. Jeez, if you're applying yeah. below a 140, I don't know. Huh. Yeah, but it, it, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, they're just, they are clearly admitting that they care about their median a lot. That's the only possible explanation for this data. They, they care about their median a lot. They care about their median a lot and specifically their median for the LSAT score. Yep. <laughs> I'd be more worried about that than your GPA. Number. Hide everything else and just look at, uh, just look at the wait listed. Yep. See that big line, the vertical line of yellow. Yeah. Yeah. All on 166. Yep. And there it's like, yeah, it does, does kind of doesn't matter what your GPA is because they're waitlisting 166 G 166 4.0 waitlisted. Yeah. Wow. And 4.3, <laughs> 165, 4.3. Sorry, yep. Sham. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just like this line right at that number. By the way, that number changes from year to year. We think medians have been going up. And so, you know, it's going to change every cycle. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's shy. It's, it's stark. Yep. What they're it's doing. Sharp. <laughs> it's sharp as Ben said. <laughs> you want to look at any of these other schools? I mean, are they, this, is it just the same everywhere? Looking at UCLA. We're looking at the schools that Eric curated for us. How about the other ones, Eric? <laughs> I'm getting a bat. Are you getting an error on the UCLA I link? Yep. I am. Okay. That must just something happened on that uh, link. Oh, that site's down. 
Oh, maybe their whole site's down. Yep. Hi, Gateway. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that was fun. Um, that's stuff from LSD.com. Wait, is it really LSD.com? No, LSD.law. Ah, uh, okay. I was going to say, how'd they get that domain? <laughs> <laughs> Anything more on this? Thank you, Eric, for sending that. No, in. that's huge. Um, yeah. My takeaway is, okay, get above the 50th percentile with your LSAT score. And yeah, great for GPA, but don't worry about it so much, at least for those schools. It's yeah. Eric, I guess, handpicked these, but it sure seems like at, at at least those schools, um, LSAT is trumping pretty much everything. And then the next thing is GPA. And the combination of those two is a trump card. Yep. I mean, it's just so extraordinarily rare that people aren't getting in. And so what that means is they get away with all kinds of bullshit, right? Like it doesn't matter that much. Your personal statement. Yep. How can it possibly matter? Your letters and and, you know, like fancy law school admissions consultants are going to tell you, oh, well, I get people in every year who score below whatever. Yeah, but <laughs> those those charts, those charts clearly indicate that that is a very rare way to get into those schools. Yeah, it's just not it's not the front door. It's maybe not even the side door. It's the you know, you're you're parachuting in and. <laughs> like sneaking in through the 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 roof access or something. I don't know. It's like you're yeah, okay, it happens. Yep. It's it's so rare. Yep. And you gotta think that they are sensibly if they are dipping below their medians, they they care about their medians so much, right? If they are gonna dip below, who are they gonna deli- who are they gonna dip below for? I mean, I hope to God that it's diversity cases. I hope to God that they're being sensible about that, you know, and like saying, oh, hey, it's real hard for us to get qualified. You know, it's it's hard for us to get blacks and Latinos who score these numbers. And yeah. so if we're going to make exceptions, that's who you're going to make exceptions for. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're making exceptions for the white kid with the super great personal statement. Like, why would you? Yeah. No, it's not going to add to your diversity goals. I mean, big takeaway for me here is GPA doesn't matter. <laughs> if GPA you have, doesn't matter. Yeah. That might be a slightly extreme. The site's back up Wait, now. What do you Looking mean though? East. Look at if you're if your LSAT is above the median, they have no, they have acceptances all the way down to 2.5. I'm looking at UCLA now. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you just like compare accepted to rejected, it's hilarious. But get rid of the wait lists because those are, you know, unclear. If you compare accepted to rejected, it's like it's just like this square. It's like if you're above their medians on LSAT and or GPA, you're in. If you're below their medians on LSAT and or GPA, you're probably out. Yeah, they they sometimes make exceptions and deny people who are over on one or the other. UCLA has got a decent number of rejections of people who had higher than a 170, you know, whatever. But again, those are almost all people with low LSA, with low GPA as well. Yeah, that's true. I'm just surprised because their 25th percentile for GPA is 3.6, right? So, it, and yet they have they have they have acceptances all the way down to 3.0. I, I think normally people would just be like, okay, well, I'm a splitter. Good luck. I think if you're a splitter, but your GPA is low, 
I wouldn't stress about it as much. If your LSAT is low, uh, it looks like, yeah, I mean, it can go down a decent amount, even with GPA. So uh, the, the point is the splitters have a decent shot uh, as long as you're above. <laughs> above LSAT. Yeah. So I'm like looking at hopeful reverse splitter here. Hopeful reverse splitter with a 158 with a 150 and a GPA of 4.0 mm. UCLA. That's a denial. <laughs> it's a red dot. I mean, yeah. I shouldn't be making fun of people, but it's just like, I, I'm not making fun of you. I'm telling you that you're being a hopeful reverse splitter that UCLA that that didn't work out. You, you need the LSAT. Most of the time. Yep. All right. Thanks, Eric. That was really useful. Uh, this has me feeling better about LSD.law as a as a data source, because mm. that data looks pretty good, right? I mean, That's even if you sample. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so many submissions and it makes sense that the schools are doing. I mean, it's not surprising. Like, it's surprising yeah. that this exists, that you can just look at this and it's like so starkly obvious that you need the LSAT and GPA to get in. Mm -hmm. If you want to get in the way that people normally get in, <laughs> you need yeah. to have those numbers. That's not shocking, but it is a like, sh it's a very stark visualization and it stands to reason. And so it makes me feel um, pretty good actually about the reliability of this data. Oh, wow. And then up at the top, you can actually click for URM. So oh. going back to the, yeah, going back to the LSAT versus GPA chart. Oh, it's a lot less stark. Yep. It's a lot less Click sharp. URM and the whole thing is totally different. Yeah. So that's, and which makes sense. That's the exceptions that they're making. They're not going to have that bright line rule. Yep. But still, there isn't, you can still see the arc. <laughs> still, still clearly preferring high LSAT and or high GPA. Yeah. Although For sure. it looks like there's more who have a higher GPA. For a URM, I see more green above the GPA line than above the LSAT line. So maybe that's where they need to make the exception. They're saying, okay, the LSAT score isn't happening. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. They're more forgiving with the LSAT score, I guess, for URM. Fascinating. All right. Well, we could, we could stand around all day um, clicking on these things. Let us know what you think. I mean, go, go check out these charts. They seem super useful or you know you're probably just gonna like stats debate <laughs> about these charts but if they can convince you that you really need to work on your lsat then <laughs> you, you could go spend some time with these charts sure i mean i think the key takeaway here is that splitters can get in and especially if you're a splitter who has a high lsat score yeah i don't know what that yeah. means in terms of scholarship they're probably not giving you money if you're down at the bottom there with your GPA, but you're getting in. It's, I just think that the LSAT's harder to fake, you know, like we were just talking about this on uh, the thinking LSAT podcast, but the LSAT is indi indicative of IQ, but it's also indicative. It seems of work ethic because you can prepare for it. You can learn, you know, you can, you can improve so much on the LSAT and so when they get your score, it's like, well, they know they know that you either have real strong, just cognitive abilities, natural talent, or you have work ethic or a combination of those two. 
that created this LSAT. When they look at a 4.0, what does that really mean? Sure. Depends on the classes you took, where you took them, all sorts of random variables that are hard to pin down. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, you want to add anything here? Nope. Thank you, Eric. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 